Welcome to The Secret Life of Entrepreneurs. Stay tuned to meet today's guest and hear their story of what makes them tick, what drives them to succeed, and their role in growing a thriving business community. The Secret Life of Entrepreneurs chronicles the success and secrets of locally owned businesses and owners. Listen in live as we discuss their secrets and learn how they are making a positive impact in their community. You're listening to your host, Bart McGrath, business leader, entrepreneur, and founder of the Get Found on Google program. Let's get started. Our guest today is Dan Banesh, president and franchisee of Barter Pay Regina. And he's going to talk about his how his company is helping local businesses thrive. So welcome, Dan. Thanks very much for having me, Barb. Great to have you here. Let's start off. Tell us a little bit about yourself. We won't do your whole family history yeah. like we talked about. Yeah. <laughs> but tell us a little bit about yourself and Barter Pay Regina. Yeah, so when I tell people a little bit about myself, I typically start with... Um, a little bit around when I graduated high school, I was 100% sure I wanted to be a doctor. Someone told me, oh, they wow. said, they said, oh, you just have doctor hands. And for some reason that stuck with me. And I always took all my maths and sciences, like they said. And so that's what I, that's what I was into. I went into pre-med at the U of R and I was super excited about it. But, um, in the first year they have those things called weeder courses and I got weeded out by biology it was just not my cup of tea <laughs> to look at slides and to study all of those little genus and phylum and I don't even remember but it was a oh come on be honest you fainted when you saw blood right oh no no totally was fine <laughs> with blood and all of that but it was uh, no just the, the rote memorization I realized it was totally not for me and in hindsight I just I should have realized that if I could have gotten through that the rest would have probably been a lot more practical um, but uh, what I did was I what I what I had to do a gut check and think like what do I what do I really care about and, and what kind of makes me tick or what am I passionate about mm -hmm. and I had already taken a, a couple introductory courses or one introductory course in marketing and also had taken some science courses and my mom had just become a teacher a few years before so I kind of just pieced everything together and there was this really okay. cool program at the U of R called business education okay. and I believe it's no longer around anymore just for um, Lack, lack of enrollment in it, but it's really a shame because the students in school today are really mm -hmm. wanting those type of courses that business educators are the best at teaching. I agree. Yes, there's a, there's a lot of demand for anything uh, that high school students and even elementary students can get their hands on. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't realize that program was gone. Right. And so we're talking uh, all of these business ed grads are out there teaching personal finance, mm -hmm. which is now being uh, taught and offered by banks as something that's extremely exactly. important. Exactly. The business community, when they're hiring, they want people that understand that aspect of it. And, mm -hmm. it, and it also just helps with you know, your regular life finances. Definitely. They're teaching entrepreneurship. They're teaching um, computer-related courses, computer science, information processing, keyboarding courses. Mm -hmm. A lot of that stuff that students are saying is a lot more practical than some of the courses that they're mandated to take right now. Yeah, absolutely. And so my you mind saw this marketing course, this business education course, yeah. and that called to you. That, so yeah, tell me that, about that. That really called to me. Um, the, the small kind of tight-knit group and the, mm -hmm. the dean of the of the program was just an amazing, amazing person, mm -hmm. Cyril Keston. And he, uh, he kind of, you know, ha almost like handpicked and really got to know his students. Mm -hmm. And um, 
and when I when I did my internship, he just placed me with just an absolutely perfect fit of a teacher. Um, and I did something called the Digital Internship Project through Alec Kuros, an ed tech prof at the U of R. Mm-hmm. And the whole mandate of it was to try to get technology more into the classroom. And so it was just integrating it however you could. And so mm-hmm. the coolest thing was you just you got a free laptop, not yep. to keep, but just to use during your internship. Okay. And I didn't have a high tech laptop at the time, so no. getting a getting a laptop that I could use and and use it to integrate every day into my courses was really fun. You know, it, that's such an interesting statement to me because now students all have the technology, and I'm going to guess university was only ten years ago, give or take, for you. Um, yeah, I don't want to date myself here, okay. but um, yeah, it was about 12 years ago, I would say, okay. when I when so, I So, yeah, 10s, you know, rounding error here, <laughs> 10. But for me, I had a laptop in university, and it was more than 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, and it was a big deal. Like, I remember when I bought this thing, and, like, I was one of very few who had one. So it's amazing how much it's changed and how quickly it's changed. Yeah, I I had one, but I had like, you know, whatever the cheapest model, the Best Buy offered at the time. And it was still huge. And the battery only lasted for an hour once you unplugged it. And everything bad about laptops 15, 12 12 to 15 years ago. Running for the the plug-in because you had just worked on a paper or something. And you're like running for the plug-in when you're at 1%. (laughs) Trying, Trying to get it saved before it shuts off. Anyways, and so, and my minor is in chemistry. Oh, and the reason why? Okay, I, so the doctor chemistry thing that makes sense to right. me. Right, but the reason why I said people never understand that they say why would you, why would you do business and chemistry? Those two have nothing to do with each other. But I realized what they do have to do with each other is the fact that I am a serial entrepreneur. And yes. so when when people were telling me, or when I got into education, I thought to myself, why would I want to get a degree that mm-hmm. everybody else has? Right. Because when you're looking to get hired, and there's a limited number of spots to fill, mm-hmm. and there's more graduated teachers that are looking for positions you need to make yourself unique exactly you've and, got to find your niche and you've got to be something that you can differentiate yourself with yeah and Absolutely. they and, and schools were saying that they wanted they wanted more male teachers so i was like got that covered they okay. said they, they wanted um they wanted t- uh, male teachers in the maths and sciences and stuff like that so i thought this is great i, I just love chemistry i had a i had a high school teacher um mr flagel that was just awesome at at, at miller and he really kind of got me going in that regard too just said I had a real affinity for chemistry and so that kind of made me I think I took three or four courses of it in in university oh you did good for, for you minor, yep. uh yeah chemistry would not have been high on my list though to be honest when I started I I did kind of like chemistry and I took a few classes and I think I went into one of the old U of R labs once and I was like yeah this isn't going to be for me yeah <laughs> That was the end of it. Yeah, and so just like after I after I started teaching, then my entrepreneurial brain kicked in again. I, I started teaching at Saskatchewan Indian Institute of Technology, oh, okay. so I was teaching First Nations adults, mm-hmm. mostly in business courses. So it was nice to be able to take my business education degree and immediately put it to use yes. in a practical sense because we were doing small business courses, mm-hmm. we were doing accounting, um, uh, oh, what's the marketing courses and stuff like that. Should how do I forget that one? <laughs> So I yeah, that, and that was really my my favorite course, and being able to teach the students about that, and and being able to kind of examining marketing the way that it changes mm-hmm. over time and over those years was was really cool. But what I realized is that I'm not the type of person to just sit around in the summer, yes. sipping sipping drinks on a on a chair on the deck and or, yeah. or going up the lake. That was just not me. I was more of a hands on person. And you know what else I would I think would have been difficult for you is in some ways teaching. I don't want to say teaching you're in a box, but you're teaching the same course. 
year after year. And by the second time you're doing that course, I think you would have been like, okay, I can't do this anymore, <laughs> right? There would have been some whites what, in your eyes. And what makes you think that about me? Like, how do you know. how do you all of a sudden know me so well that you kind of are diving deep into my soul here? <laughs> Uh, those two two times we've been for coffee down, I know lots. Yeah, like that that was exactly it. Like when I'm going over the same like tests that I've used the year before and I'm just like, how could I, can I possibly do this for 25 years? Can I possibly just continue reusing or or redeveloping the same the same content over and over again? And yeah, after the third year of teaching, it was kind of like, okay, I need to figure out make a decision of what I'm going to do. And what I was doing at the time was my, my old intern teacher from my, uh, from my education from degree, okay. yeah, was, um, had, had taught me how to do vinyl siding and it's not, it's not oh. a very difficult thing to do, but it's a very difficult thing to do well. Okay. So he taught me all the tricks of be, when from, when he did siding for 15 years prior and, uh, and we we did a couple houses together and some garages, sheds, things like that. And so then mm-hmm. that was what I'd started doing in the summers as I started doing exterior renovations for people. Okay. And again, it was the whole entrepreneurial thing. If you're just going to be another siding company um, and nothing differentiates you, you're not necessarily an entrepreneur. But I saw a need. The need at that point mm-hmm. was the government had this grant called the Home Reno Tax Credit. Right. They would give you back. They would let you write off up to 20, I think it was $20,000 worth of renovations that you did to your house mm-hmm. and exteriors was something that Reginans were begging for. begging for they had these old wood or brick exteriors and they wanted to rip it all off there's also the enter guide for houses program at the same time I so remember that one. if you ripped it out you put on insulation and you did a bunch and new windows and a bunch of other things you could you could like do renovations almost for free mm-hmm. meanwhile the house your house value would skyrocket yes and so i was doing I was doing 10 houses a summer and people were begging me when teaching started, oh, please just do our house in September. And so I'm supposed to be teaching when they're saying, just do our house, do our house. And so when it came to the third year, I finally said, I can make more money in, in, if I just did renovations for six months, then I could for doing uh, 12 whole months or nine months of teaching or 10 months of teaching and then doing two months of renovations. Yeah. Wow. That's... (laughs) That puts it in perspective, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And so that was the whole like entrepreneurial aspect is is and I said, Okay, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna just stop the teaching. It was becoming more more of a stress. And mm-hmm. SIIT is kind of an at risk environment. There's not the students that are there necessarily, but no. in the, the the life situations that they're in. They're trying mm-hmm. to better their lives and, and get an education and, and, yes. and create a different path for their families in the future. Mm-hmm. But some of the people in their lives are not trying to do that and that made yeah. it very difficult for them and, and ten gently stressful on the teachers as well. Exactly. And post-secondary has changed a lot in our province in the last few years. I know um, I've seen funding reductions uh, within the post-secondaries. And so what seemed like a secure job when you started may not have been a secure job by the time you know, by the time funding cuts were made and things. So yeah, that's true. I haven't, I haven't chose a secure path, even <laughs> though most people would think entrepreneurial is not a secure path. And that was the funniest part is the only reason that allowed me to do it was mm-hmm. my wife had also um, just graduated from university and got a, a, a job at Viterra. And ah. so with her doing that and having the secure salary, um, mm-hmm. then we also had a basement tenant. And I said, that's break even. Like all of our bills are paid with that. That gives got me it. the freedom to to take a chance on myself. And mm-hmm. so thankfully, Lauren, my beautiful wife. Yeah, I, I, she supported you. <laughs> she supported me and said, you know what? Okay, I, tr- I trust you. Yeah, you've, you've done well for us so far. So I trust you to kind of go out on your own and, mm-hmm. and let, you know, let's see what you can do. And it was right then um, 
that a friend of ours introduced me to what was previously known as Trade Bank, which is now okay. known as Barter Pay. As Barter Pay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when you're starting a business and you want to be busy 100% of the time, or even 110% of the time. Yes. And I certainly was not. And mm-hmm. so I was looking, starting to think of creative ways. Well, should I do a billboard? Back then, even Yellow Pages was in consideration. Uh, you okay, know, but website. that wouldn't be now, right? Or do we <laughs> need to have a marketing that's, conversation? That's why I said back then. But, okay, good. Yeah, some, I mean, there's still certain industries, there I'm sure. There is certain places, yes. Um, but anyway, so, so I started looking at all these creative ways and one of the things that I never would have thought of was barter. You don't really think about mm-hmm. barter and trading until somebody kind of introduces you to it or, okay. or tries to barter and trade with you and just t- happened that nobody ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, so after I'd heard about it, I started thinking about all the things that I needed back at the house. We had just gotten married and we wanted to do new shingles sure. and a new fence to expand our backyard. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, we'd need new sod and we wanted to build planter boxes and our garage was crappy. So we needed all of these things. Okay. And I thought to myself, is there some way that I could that I could say to someone, I'll do some siding for you mm-hmm. and you can do a roof for me. Right. And it turns out trying to do direct trades like that are nearly impossible. No, it's much more difficult. Yeah. Been there, done that. Yeah. The value mm-hmm. never matches and you often feel like you're pressuring people to do something that they don't necessarily mm-hmm. want to do. Yep. And so that was what really intrigued me about the the bartering concept through through barter pay was that mm-hmm. you're not you're giving them a currency that mm-hmm. you can use with the entire group instead of right. a direct trading. Now I kind of kind of buried the lead there. <laughs> <laughs> we can uh, we can go back and talk a little bit more about that. So, um, so one of the things that's interesting to me, I have traded with folks many times long before you and I ever met. Um, so I've traded with folks, and you know I'll do this marketing work for you for you and right. I never found so much that the value didn't match, but the value that we place on something. So here's my standard price for whatever work I might be doing. And someone will come back and say, oh, well, here's what I'm charging. Right. And so it's much more difficult to trade in that environment because I may not really want siding. To your point, you feel Mm -hmm. like you're pressuring someone. So if I really don't want siding, well, then I'm kind of doing it because, you know, it, because I, I feel like I should. Right. Right. Yeah. Versus, oh, I can do this work and I can trade it for things that I'm going to place a value on at the point in time where I find a value. Yeah, exactly. Right? So we kind of jumped in a little too far ahead. I'll back Sorry. up and give the 30 second elevator pitch for barter pay. Sorry. Yeah. Essentially, what it is is it's a business to business barter network where business owners can pay for goods and services that they need without actually spending cash. Mm -hmm. And we do it through a currency that's called trade dollars, which are one for one with the Canadian dollar. So as you spoke about value, you value your services, you bill your hourly, your same hourly rates or your contract rates that you always bill. When you do the service, you acquire those trade dollars, they go into your barter pay account. And now you have access to the entire membership list, not just in Regina, but Mm -hmm. also Saskatoon, also Winnipeg, Edmonton, Medicine Hat, Victoria, soon to be Kelowna, Mm -hmm. and a bunch of places in Ontario. So your trade dollars can be spent anywhere across Canada. It's a lot, uh, and potentially other places in the future too. So it's not, it's a lot more like like cash. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a lot more like cash than it is like trading yes. in the sense that you're, you're exchanging it for a utility token, okay. um, which you can then give back to somebody later on to get your value back for mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Something that really, um, really kind of made this all come together for me was what I, when I heard about what's happening in Venezuela, where the currency okay. became so devalued and it was just not oh. accepted anymore. There's, mm-hmm. there's videos and pictures of 
paper money just blowing around in the gutters in the streets. Mm -hmm. And so when people when people tell me cash is king, <laughs> I think to myself, <laughs> tend to argue. why is cash king? Why do we say cash is king? We say cash is king because mm -hmm. the government takes it as payment for our for our taxes and right. and the bank takes it as payment for our mortgage and mm -hmm. and and because people take it as payment for food and water and and for protective services or whatever whatever it is that we want and yep. that's why cash is king but the only reason why we all value it so much is because everybody else accepts it mm -hmm. so if you can have some other thing that mm -hmm. everybody else accepts or or even just like like barter pay a small group of people accept right. as long as you manage it properly mm -hmm. it functions just like cash um, you say small group, though. Based on what I've seen, I mean, there's thousands of businesses across the country. Yeah. Do you yeah, have any idea what that number is? Yeah, it's right around 4,000. And with it, with every region that we start or acquire in some in some situations, mm -hmm. that number just grows. Um, our CEO, want, his goal is to get up to 20,000 members across Canada wow. essentially as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. um, and then also um, expand into the states. Okay. I wondered if there was a U.S. connection at some point. Definitely, yeah. It's um, all all options are on the table. So really, mm -hmm. um, he can't do it himself. So probably looking for a strategic partner at some point for all of those other larger right. areas. Yeah. Is there an organization similar in the states? Do you know? There's um, yeah nothing that's that's really as national as barter pay would want to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, when when you want to have a national bartering network, mm -hmm. you really want to have them coast to coast. And coast to coast yeah. mean, is going to mean like in all of the major cities. And so we're not even there yet in Canada okay. where we really want to be. Um, in the States, there there is a trade bank, like we were trade bank previously. Okay. Um, but their market penetration is not as deep in the USA as ours is in Canada, mm -hmm. percentage wise, if you understand kind of Yep. What, I'm, what I'm getting at there. Yep, yeah, that makes sense. So let's just bring it back to local for a second. Sure. Talk about some of the types of businesses who are members of Barter Pay. And maybe there's, you know, a crazy business that you never expected would want to be a member but has become a member or, you know, some of those kind of funny nuances. Sure, that question wasn't on your list, but I'll try to think about that one as we go. Um, <laughs> so uh, the, uh, the, the the membership base is, yeah, that's Every single business, every single business that's signed up, mm -hmm. I know the owner personally. Okay. I would highly likely I would recognize them on the street, although there have been times when when I haven't because out of context. As it's yeah, exactly out of context, wearing different clothing, et cetera, et cetera. So, but yeah, we're up to about 250 businesses in Regina and Moose Jaw. They're mm -hmm. all locally owned. Usually, most of our members are like one to four employees. Okay, that's like a typical or like a smaller business size mm -hmm. but we also do businesses with with uh we also do business with businesses that have you know 20 30 employees okay um one one business in particular that's that's signed up and done a lot of business and trading with us uh it's, and very prominent in the community gives a lot back is very involved in volunteerism and everything mm -hmm. is a uh, a granite company called cng stone Granite, I've heard of granite and quartz, mm -hmm. yeah. And so we met him at a trade show, and he said what every good barterer should say when they find out about barter pay is, "Why weren't you guys here five years ago?" Because they think <laughs> about all of the things that they've bought over the past five years that, that they could have traded. That's right. They wrote a check for it. They paid on their credit card. And mm -hmm. once you write that check, once you pay that credit card, that money's gone. Yeah, it's gone. That, that person or business that you gave it to has no obligation now to spend it back with you. Right. And in fact, even worse, they could go spend it with your competition. Oh, sure. And so that's the major benefit of bartering is that it's a it's a closed loop. So mm -hmm. everyone in the system is all supporting one another. So when wow. When Scott, the owner of CNG Stone, buys solar panels for his house, which he recently did, mm -hmm. he knows now that I need to go out and sell 
a bunch more granite for him. Right. So we start promoting him more heavily. When people are doing renovations, we say, hey, have you ever thought of doing doing granite? Of course. They've got this really cool product, this this sink that's hidden, and, and the, the counter slides over top of it. I don't know if you saw that at the home show. <laughs> I but, didn't. Oh, it's no. so cool. You've got to look it up on Facebook. It's Kay. just deadly. Yeah. Okay, so uh, let's talk about home show and what women want. And so you've done a few trade shows lately. Tell me about that because, you know, I think of myself serving other businesses. I don't usually go to a public trade show, but yeah. you did. So tell me about it and tell me what how that went. I did. And the, the last one I did was super cool, the, the What Women Want show in Regina. I mm-hmm. set up a booth that was designed as like a vendor haven where ah. they could just come. I had a massage chair there. I had some uh, luxury products from Paradise Leisurescapes, who was a member this, mm-hmm. who's a me- been a member with us for six, seven years as well. Okay. And uh, yeah, and I just I went around and talked to as many vendors as I could, and I said, "Come to my booth, forty two, forty three. Just come there, relax in the massage chair, grab mm-hmm. some chocolates and candies and gum and mints, hairspray, anti-static, uh, <laughs> like <laughs> to get the lint off of you. I had, exactly. I had everything. I had everything I could think of that a business owner or a vendor at the show might want. A water Might cooler potential. to refill your water bottle. Okay. So you know what? And I didn't even like I wasn't I wasn't there for sales. It was just there to be like, hey, like I care about local businesses. I mm-hmm. care about all of you vendors. I love all you guys. Yes. <laughs> because there was I think there's about ten of my clients in that show who okay. had bartered for their booth space. And so that that really just tied it all together. And because I was able to go around, give them some signage that Mm -hmm. says, like, Mm -hmm. I'm a barter pay member. I take trade dollars for this. Sure. And it just gets people thinking. The other vendors look at it and see, like, what am I missing? Mm -hmm. And so I did end up signing up two new members from that show that had kind of saw what I was doing, saw what Mm -hmm. the other vendors were doing, and then pieced it together in their mind and said, I could do this, too. So you just made me think of something. Um, Does barter pay uh, allow members to put a copy of their logo on websites and promotional materials to say, you know, proudly a barter pay member to bring more awareness. Is that something that people do? Definitely. We love link backs where you put us in your like, you know, partners on your website. We, Mm -hmm. uh, we love you. How do I get that logo? (laughs) (laughs) I was supposed to send it to you before the show, but I think I forgot. Um, so yeah, we can, we can get you that. But basically we also have members that have barter pay as a payment method right on their e-commerce mm-hmm. on their website so all or although our back-end api doesn't link directly where they can actually process right on their site okay. we normally have it almost function like a cash button where it just kicks back an email to the owner oh. they see that this order came in with the barter pay number mm-hmm. they process it then and they verify inventory etc cetera, etc cetera, and they and they go and just and do e-commerce like that ah that is cool i never would have thought of doing something like that yeah awesome. yeah if you're not if you're not in the retail space then it's not something that you typically think of yes. but it's a nice way um puzzle master from saskatoon is the first one that comes to mind okay that, that did that so they sell all sorts of those you know the metal puzzles that that you sit on your table and never can never oh, figure out and when, can never yeah you can never <laughs> get them apart in two pieces but you hand it to a five-year-old yeah. they're done and then a bunch of wood block puzzles and and even board games and stuff like that right on mm-hmm. right on their website there's a procedure where you can type in your barter card number and it and, and it, it pops up. up yep very cool. Uh, okay, so, see, I told you we weren't even going to get past the first set of questions because we have no. two minutes left. <laughs> two minutes. Okay, what's a two? What's on the two-minute warning? Uh, well, you know, Wisdom, let's talk right? a little bit Wisdom. about, yeah, exactly, your, if somebody does want to become a member, what yeah. do they do? Um, and if others are thinking about, you know, something similar, being a serial entrepreneur, yep. like, what are those those nuggets of wisdom that you would share with folks? Sure. So, first of all, I'm, I'm extremely reachable. You can add me on Facebook. I'm pretty much accept everyone who requests um you can find me Wait, on are you telling me you're easy <laughs> 
social media wise, <laughs> yes. Find me on LinkedIn. Find me on uh, on face, you know, Facebook. Barter Pay Regina. Um, just go to barterpay.ca that has all the frequently asked questions and talks about how barter pay makes money and what that means for your business. And then um, in terms of wisdom, I would say I had four little nuggets here. So we got about a minute left. I would say the, the first thing that I learned is focus only on what you can control in business because there's a couple times, one with an unscrupulous competitor and one with a disgruntled franchisee from the United States. This one was really hilarious. I could talk about it for an hour, but they sent an email out in my first year of business that had the Titanic sinking, and it said, SS Trade Bank is a sinking ship. And they sent this out to all my members that they had required an email list before they quit. Mm -hmm. Anyways, terrible. I was was in cold sweat when I woke up and I got that email, and my client started forwarding this to me asking what it was. Oh, Anyways, that was scary, but I got through it. Mm -hmm. Um, I've also learned that when people... Uh, when people treat you poorly, like in a in a on a phone call or in an email or something like that, it usually has more to do with something that's going on in their life and less to do um, with with what you've with what you've done or not done that that's made them mad. Um, the third thing, and this came to me from my days when I worked back at Domino's Pizza, um, if you try to chase two rabbits, both will escape. And oh, so, that's a good one. I like that. When I started Trade Bank or Barter Pay, I was also doing the window coverings and renovations at the same time. Mm-hmm. And my CEO kept telling me, you got to you gotta focus, you got to focus, you got to focus. And when I finally um, divested myself out of the window coverings and renovations mm-hmm. and, and ha- passed that off to my brother, okay. I was able to take Barter Pay to the next level. The next and level. I've never looked back since. It's been a great decision for me. Wow. Well, good for you. We are out of time. I'd like to thank you for joining us today on The Secret Life of Entrepreneurs. As always, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email me at barb at googlegirl.ca or reach out on Facebook and Instagram at AboveTheFoldCA. Just a reminder, you can even submit questions in advance of the live show uh, on any of our social media channels. I'm your host, Barb McGrath, local business owner, digital marketer, and Google girl. Remember, you worked hard for your success. Don't keep it a secret. Bye for now.